0: Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Cold Talk. I am your host Cole Martins. Thank you guys for joining me here today. For the latest information on the show, you can follow me on Twitter and on Facebook at Cold Talk. That is at C-O-L-E-D-T-A-L-K if you message me questions or topics you to can hear on the show. You can even tweet with me during the events. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, don't forget to subscribe and or follow button together so when the newest episodes are released, you can subscribe on Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Deezer. Also, thank my brother Landon Martins for the amazing artwork on the page. To see some more of his work, you can visit his Instagram at FancyLand. That is at M-R-F-A-N-C-Y-L-A-M. Coming up on today's episode, we're going to be talking about Week 6 in the NFL. We'll talk about everybody's performance from last week and who I think is going to take the W home this week. Uh, quite a few good games to end last week. We had the Raiders and Chiefs put on a hell of a show on Monday night. On Sunday, the Ravens and Bengals put on a good one as well as that one came down to the very the wire. Had a big upset with the Giants and Packers last week as well. So a lot to talk about what happened last week. But before we get into this week's games, uh, we're going to look at who's going to be having buys this week. Yes, that is right. Buys begin this week for four very unfortunate teams that have their early season buy. Uh, for one team, it is going to be very fortunate, and we'll start off with that team. That is the Detroit Lions, who are at this point one and four on the season. Uh, last game they played, they lost to the Patriots twenty-nine to nothing. It was a fun thing I going to, to the show because uh, a, a Twitter page uh, mentions these scores of when the last time these scores have happened. Uh, the last time this score happened between uh, happened in the NFL was in December twenty-third, nineteen eighty-nine. So. Uh, Sorry, I adding this to show a little bit, kind of show off what that is. That Again, that is from the Scoragami Twitter page. Uh, but in this game against the Patriots, Jared Goff struggled in this one. 229 yards passing, one reception, and one fumble loss, which ended up turning into a touchdown for the Patriots. Wide receiver Josh Reynolds, six receptions for 92 yards. Wide receiver Craig Reynolds, three receptions for 68 yards. Running back Jamal Williams leading the backfield with 56 yards rushing. And the Lions are now the second team in the past 25 years that had the highest scoring team in the NFL and to be shut out. And coming into this game, they had 35 points per game. Uh, Again, a team that has been able to score a lot, but their defense allows a lot more. And again, this happened big time in this one. Uh, Neither side of the ball could get anything going in this one. Uh, Of course, the defense in this as well, suffering a lot of injuries, but did force a lot of field goals in this game. So the Lions defense at least looked a little better against the Patriots Again, they're going against a third-string running uh, quarterback, which they still got lit up on the ground by this Patriots team. Uh, but a lot of injuries did hit the Lions this week. We already had they already had injuries on St. Brown, who was on a limited snap count last week, and DeAndre Swift, who's out again. So this bye week going to be huge for the Detroit Lions to try to get healthy here once again. Again, not expecting them to make a late-season run at this point. I think. Uh, <laughs> Just like, if you guys didn't know, I'm a Lions fan, just like everybody on the Lions fan every year. This is usually the time they were like, all right, well, we were obviously wrong thinking this team had a chance to do something. Uh, could they do something? Yes, it's still possible they can go on a winning streak at some point. But it's hard to think out of one and four they're going to be able to make a run for the wild card. Uh, it will be pretty difficult to do, but again, never know. Uh, we'll see what this team will be able to do after the bye week after they hopefully get pretty healthy after that bye week. And we'll see if this offense can get back to what they were doing, scoring 35 points a game. Next team on bye, we have the Tennessee Titans who come in their bye week at 3-2 and pick up a win against the Washington Commanders, 21-17. A Very close game that came down to the wire with this one. Due to Washington, I think, being in like the two, it was, they released inside the five-yard line trying to score, but the Titans were able to get an interception on the goal line to pick up the win in this one. Running back Derrick Henry leading the way with 102 yards and two touchdowns in the game. Quarterback Ryan Tino 181 yards passing, one touchdown, but was sacked five times. The leading receiver was wide receiver Nick Westbrook-Akine. He had two receptions for 72 yards. Right back, Dontrell Hillard with a receiving touchdown in this one. And defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons with one and a half sacks to help out that Titans defense. Also, some news from the Titans that came out. He was This came out last week that Traylon Burks had turf toe, but it now looks like he will be joining the IR, so he'll be out at least for four weeks. So at least three games he'll be out for, for the Titans. This is according to Sleeper as well. So a uh, big loss to the Titans receiving score. Uh, Seems like it's been a huge thing the last couple years with the Titans, but we'll see how they will bounce around that as they'll have at least an extra week for him to recover. Uh, But again, for the Titans, they come in this one, three, and two, and I believe they are on this. They will be on top of the AFC uh, South at this moment, so time for them to recuperate a little bit, get some guys again healthy, and we'll see what they'll lead to as they begin their run here to try to keep on adding on to that division lead. Next, we have the Las Vegas Raiders who cover this one at 1-4. Like I mentioned a little bit ago. They had a great game against the Chiefs, but came up short 30-29. Running back Josh Reynolds having a career night with 154 yards rushing and one touchdown on Monday. Wide receiver Dante Adams, who's got a lot of stories behind him right now, which we'll go over here in a little bit. But a big game for him as well. Three receptions for 124 yards and two touchdowns. Quarterback Derek Carr, 241 yards and two touchdowns on this one. But a uh, big loss for the team in this one, which is they're probably happy to the bye week for him. Is tight end Darryl, Darryl Waller, who was out after a few plays in this game with a hamstring injury. So he's got an extra week to recover as well. But the big story coming to this one is what happened to Devontae Adams. So let's go to what happened to cause everything to happen. So... A lot of big things happened in this game. At one point, we had the Chiefs were up by eight. They decided to go for, uh, up by seven. They decided to go for two to try to make it a nine-point game, make a two-position game. They failed on that one. So the Raiders go downfield and score a touchdown. Instead of going for the one point and tying the game up at 30, they decided to go for two. They failed, which, as you can see, cost them the game. But at the very end of the game, the Raiders were driving. Uh, on fourth, and I think it was like four or five, they decided to go deep. I don't think Devontae Adams, if he would have got off his launch, he would have caught the ball. But instead, he ended up running into his own wide receiver, uh, Redfro. And that cost him the game. Devontae Adams is very upset while walking to the tunnel. He's throwing his helmet on the ground on the sidelines. While going to the tunnel, he ended up having a photographer walk in front of him. He ended up pushing him to the ground, which is a big no-no. You cannot do that. It's, that's one thing you cannot do, uh, especially with it being the big name that you are. Well, now he is being charged with misdemeanor assault that is according to ESPN. So a lot of issues got for Devontae Adams. Uh, again, you are a big name star. You have to be careful what you do anywhere you go, no matter where you go. All eyes are always on you. And this time he did it inside the stadium, which is the worst place you could probably do stuff like this. Because all eyes are already on you anyways. Especially uh, on the road uh, not a good sign for Adams. I, there's He's definitely suspended. There's no question behind that. He's going to lose the money to this guy as well. Whoever he pushed over from the looks of it. And also, he's expected to get suspended by the NFL. So I would not be surprised if he's suspended for a game or two because of what he's done. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on here in the future. That's something to listen to going into next week. Uh, but bad news for Dante Adams and bad news for the Raiders as their troubles continue. Uh, for a team that was expected to be very good this year... They are currently at 1-4 going to their bye week, which is, again, not pretty. Uh, at least they have some time for Waller to get uh, healthy here once again. But, uh, again, this Raiders team, they're better than the record shows. But they have a lot to deal with here in the next couple of weeks. And last team on bye this week, we had the Houston Texans to come in their bye week 1-3-1. and But they did come in their bye week with their first win of the season as they're able to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 13-6. We're right back, uh, Damian uh, Pierce with 99 yards rushing and a touchdown. Quarterback David Mills, 140 yards passing. And leading receiver, wide receiver, uh, Nico Collins with four receptions for 65 yards. So Texans coming the week, at least if a positive, as they get the first one of the year. So now every team in the NFL, I believe, has a win now. So that's a good sign to see. Uh, so Texans now... Trucking to come into their week with some positive, kind of build up on this team a little bit, get some things figured out as they get ready to uh, see what they can do now coming into week seven and see what they can make any positives happen now after picking their first win of the season, especially against an AFC South rival. Now let's get into week six in the NFL as we'll go through the first game of the week, which will be on Thursday Night Football, a game a lot of people probably aren't too excited about, uh, especially after last week's Thursday Night Football game, which we'll we'll talk about that here a little bit later on as well. But this week's game will have the 1-4 Washington Commanders versus the 2-3 Chicago Bears. Uh, Both teams suffering a loss last week. As for Washington, they lost to the Titans 21-17. Quarterback Carson Wentz at least looking a little better in this game. Throwing through for 359 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Wide receiver uh, uh, Domi, excuse me, Brown had two receptions for 105 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Wide receiver Terry McLaurin, five receptions for 76 yards. Wide receiver Curtis Samuel, six receptions for 62 yards. And the big surprise of the day, and the good thing to see, a very positive thing to see, running back Brian Robinson made his NFL debut with rushing for 22 yards in this game. Uh, For those who don't remember that didn't know, he was shot back in August during a robbery. Uh, He was in the hospital for a while. He was cleared just earlier this week, so they did get him into game action. He wasn't starting running back in the day. Uh, But for them being, they did not use him too much. Again, only 22 22 yards rushing in the game. And defense on Monte Sweat getting after the Titans quarterback in this one with two sacks in the game. Uh, but again, for the Washington Commanders coming to this one, just a lot of question marks all over the place. Uh, De'Ami Brown uh, being a big surprise at wide receiver in this game. Uh, again, averaging over 52 yards per catch in this one and having a uh, touchdown on both his catches. We'll see if he becomes a factor more in this game. And got a guy's name for this time because I was struggling with it earlier. Uh, but Carson, once again, uh, Looking better this week. Still got to avoid those turnovers. I think that's a key thing for his team. And almost led his team to a win. Yes, the interception did happen on the goal line near the end of the game. Even though he could have made it fourth. I believe it was on third down. He threw the interception. So he could have at least played for one more down. Uh, but then the turnover cost him the game in that one. Uh, but overall, this Washington team looking to get back on their winning ways as they take on the Chicago Bears, who looked a lot better last week as well. As they only suffered a loss against their NFC North rival, the Vikings, 29 to 22. Uh, quarterback Justin Fields, throwing for 208 yards, one touchdown, also 40, a 47 yards rushing. So, again, another quarterback looking better this week. Running back David Montgomery had four receptions for 62 yards and also added a rushing touchdown. Wide receiver Darnell Mooney had two receptions for 52 yards. Wide receiver Vel- uh, Vilas Jones Jr. with a touchdown this game. Kicker Carlos Santos uh, leading the scoring for the Bears with 3-for-3 three three on feet with field goals in the game. But again, the Bears, who looked like their offense could not do anything at all the first four weeks, looked like they had something a little bit going on this week. Uh, not, still not good, don't get me wrong, but at least it looked a little better. Uh, this is going to be an interesting game. I, I couldn't tell you who I think could win this one. Uh, this one could honestly go either way. But if I had to look at the results so far through this year... I honestly think I like the Washington Commanders in this one. Uh, I think they have more weapons on offense. Uh, the defense looked pretty good against the Titans last week. Uh, they were able to get after the quarterback, which I think will be a big thing for, the uh, if you can do that to the Chicago team, because they have Justin Fields running around. Yes, he is a mobile quarterback, but I feel like if you can get him in enough pressure, it will pressure him to make some turnovers as well. Uh, but I do expect Carson wants to have, probably have a better game in this one. This will probably be a defensive battle, I think. Uh, I think Honestly, I think both Quarterbacks are going to have to turn the ball over in this one anyways. Uh, but I think this will be a very close one. This will come down to the wire. This will come down to a about three points. But I am going to go with the road team in this one. I think Washington just has a more complete team. Uh, again, this will be a close one. This is a toss-up game in my opinion. But I'm going to go with the Washington Commanders beating Chicago Bears on Thursday night football. Now it's time to our Sunday 1 p.m. games, and we'll start off with the San Francisco 49ers coming. This one at three and two, taking on the two and three Atlanta Falcons. Last week, the Niners were able to beat the Panthers 37 to 15, and this we have another uh, long time. This has happened. Score. Uh, the last time this score happened was ha- November 1st at 1998. Again, this is coming from the Gami Twitter page. Uh, so, it's been a long time since we had this score in the NFL. Uh, but in this game for the Niners, they had quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo throw for 253 yards and two touchdowns. Running back Jeff Wilson Jr., 120 yards rushing and a touchdown. Wide receiver Brandon Ayuk with three receptions for 58 yards. Running back Trevin Coleman with one reception and a rushing touchdown in this game, so a pair for him on the day. Wide receiver Debo Samuel with a touchdown. And quarterback Emmanuel mostly, with a 41 yard interception return for a touchdown. And. Uh, so we'll go over the Niners here first. But they had a, got a pretty good game. i go going against an easier team as the Panthers seem like they need to get things figured out as well. And we'll go over what happened with them here in a little bit when we get to their game. But the Niners continue to keep things rolling. That defense continuing to look strong. Uh, this Niners team, again, still remains one of two teams in the NFL not to allow over 20 points on the season. So, again... Defense looks very, very good. I uh, expect they'll make, continue to make big plays as the season goes along. The offense looking a lot better as well. Jimmy Garoppolo, I feel like, getting a little more comfortable here now with his players once again. Uh, they are getting things rolling, especially seeing uh, Wilson doing good in the backfield. I think that's big for this 49ers team. Seems like no matter what, the, whoever they put in the backfield for this Niners team, they usually do pretty good. Uh, But Wilson doing a good job in the starting role right now. We'll see if this Niners team will be able to keep things going. As for the Atlanta Falcons, they suffered a loss last week to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in an NFC South game, 21-15. And again, another uh, scoragami Twitter uh, update here with, with the score. As the last time this score happened was on September 13, 2019. But for quarterback Marcus Mariota, he threw for 137 yards, one touchdown, and was set five times for that vicious Buccaneers defense. It looked a lot better this week. Uh, 61 yards rushing in the game as well. Wide receiver Ulamade uh, Zacchaeus had two receptions for 39 yards, and a touchdown in that one. And quarterback Aubrey Williams, uh, for some reason being in the backfield during this game, he had a rushing touchdown as well. They're not looking to what happened. I don't know if it was a bunch of running backs got hurt for the Atlanta Falcons in this one or what. Uh, but the quarterback came in and played running back, and he was able to score a rushing touchdown. Uh, but again, the Atlanta Falcons uh, were in this game for the m- most part. They were down, uh, I believe, 21 to nothing at one point, but they ended up coming back. Uh, they had a chance to possibly get the ball back, but a crucial rough in the passer penalty happened against them, which was definitely not a rushing the passer. Uh, We'll talk about that one a little bit later as well, because we have another instance where this happened this week. Uh, But uh, the Atlanta Falcons uh, pretty much got screwed over by that one by the refs, uh, not getting a chance to get the ball back, which allowed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win that game. Uh, So a lot of anger coming out of that one and on another instance as well. But Atlanta looking to bounce back this week to see if they can beat this 49ers team and see what they will be able to do in this one as they're going against an old coach for the Atlanta Falcons as well. This one, In this one, as San Francisco's head coach, Kyle Shanahan, known to being the offensive coordinator back, I believe it was, again, the offensive coordinator when uh, they were, went to the Super Bowl against the New England Patriots. But in this one, I'm going to go with the 49ers. This defense for the 49ers has looked really, really good. is going to end up turning the ball over at least once in this game, in my opinion. Uh, this things are just clicking for the Niners right now, and I see them keeping this ball rolling as the season goes along here. Uh, but again, I see the Niners picking up the win in this one. Uh, pretty convincingly, I'll say, by about 10 points in this. But I think the Niners go on the road, beat the Atlanta Falcons, as they will move to 4-2 and two on this season. Next, we have a pair of two and three teams going against each other as the New England Patriots take on the Cleveland Browns. Last week, the Patriots were able to pick up the win 29 to nothing against the Detroit Lions. Quarterback Bailey Zappi. Went 17 for 21, 188 yard, yards, one touchdown, and one interception for the rookie making his first career start in the NFL. He also got a lot of help from his running back, Ramondre Stevenson, who had 161 yard, rushing yards in the game. And the reason he probably had so many rushing yards is because his pair running back, uh, Damian Harris, had a hamstring injury, which knocked him well, which will probably knock him out for multiple games, according to ESPN. So Stevenson will be the main back for the Patriots, uh, at least for for a couple of weeks. Right to so Jacoby Myers having a big game with seven receptions, 111 yards. And I feel like it's always a big deal when this guy gets a touchdown, because it rarely happens. So good for Myers having a big game and a touchdown. Safety, Kyle Duggar with a 59-yard fumble return for a touchdown. Also, linebacker Matthew Judon with two sacks in the game. And kicker Nick Falk getting a lot of scoring in this one. He went 5-for-5 five five on field goals in the game. So the Lions showed their how good their defense is this week as they were able to beat up on the Lions. Uh, we're not able to catch boys a lot on offense. Again, having a rookie quarterback making his first start, you're not expecting too much. So Nick Folk had to get in there and make a lot happen for this team. And also to mention last week, New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick coached his 400th game for the Patriots, his uh, career numbers for the Patriots, we'll go over his regular season first. 256-102 with a 71.51 percentage, and in the playoffs, 30-12. and 12, Pretty much the exact same win percentage, 71.4% winning percentage with the team. Also, of course, he's won six Super Bowls with this Patriots team. Also, three-time AP Coach of the Year. So, congratulations to Bilicek for playing, winning, uh, playing 400 games, or coaching 400 games, For the Patriots? Uh, Awesome stat. I believe there probably isn't that many coaches that have to coach 400 games for a team. So congratulations to Coach Belichick and as he continues to coach this team to see where this will go. Uh, Been a struggle the last few years, of course, after losing Tom Brady. But we'll see if Belichick at some point here can turn this team around. Uh, Right now, not having the best season as well, being at two and three. But we'll see if they'll be able to turn this one around. It'll be interesting to see if Mac Jones could be possibly back this week. Uh, Again, he had a high, I believe it was a high ankle sprain he suffered. Uh, we'll see if he is maybe back at all. But, of course, Brian Hoyer as well. As He's suffered concussion. Uh, so, we'll see either those two will be back or if they'll keep Zappy in to play this week. That is something we'll have to wait and see. But, for Cleveland, they end up suffering a close loss to the Chargers, 30-28. to As running back Nick Chubb, again, leads this team. 134 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Quarterback Jacoby Brissett, 230 yards passing. One touchdown, one interception. Turn and David Njoku, six receptions for 88 yards. Wide receiver Amari Cooper, seven receptions, 76 yards, and a touchdown. Wide receiver uh, Donovan Peoples Jones, four receptions, 50 yards. And running back Kareem Hunt with a touchdown on this one as well. And again, Cleveland had a chance, multiple chances to win this game. Uh, They got deep into Chargers' territory when uh, Bursett ended up throwing that interception. Then at the end of the game, we had uh folk. I uh, actually it was uh, York who had a chance to kick a field goal to win the game for Cleveland. He just missed right. Uh, I believe it was a, over a 50-yard field goal, uh, 51 somewhere around there. But either way, the Cleveland missed it. They suffered a loss and they now go have a losing record on the season. As now they look to try to capitalize against this New England Patriots team as a game again. A few teams that have a. Uh, I said the Patriots have the better, definitely have the better defense in this one. This game will probably be a lot closer than people expect. Again, I expect at least the Cleveland to score some points this week uh, against the Patriots. Uh, but it should be an interesting one on the road for the Patriots. Uh, I, mean, this is, I got another game that could come down to the wire. Uh, it all depends on how the Patriots are going to be able to handle Nick Chubb. If you can stop Nick Chubb, I believe you can stop this team. And I believe the Patriots will have a good enough team to do that. As I'm going to go with the Patriots... Picking up the win in this one, I, again another game that I think is going to be very close this week that could come down to the wire. But I do believe the Patriots win this one as long as Zabby can not turn the ball over. I think he will be fine. Uh, that is just going to be the key thing in this one. And if they keep their running game going as well against this Cleveland team, I think they will be all right. Uh, but again, I, I seeing the game that Austin Eckler had, uh, you definitely could have a big running game against this Cleveland team. So I'm going to go with the Patriots in this one. I think they're going to pick this one up on the road. Again, this will be a very close game. Uh, But I have the Patriots winning this one. Probably off the running game here once again. As they will move to 3-3 on the season. Next, we have a battle between 2-3 and 2 teams. One of them being a major surprise. As the New York Jets take on the Green Bay Packers. The Jets last week beating up on the Miami Dolphins 40-17. Quarterback Zach Wilson with 210 yards passing and one rushing touchdown in the game. Running back Brees Hall did a lot of the work in this game. Two receptions for 100 yards and also 97 rushing yards and a touchdown. So Brees Hall, the rookie, showing up in this game. Running back Mark uh, Michael Carter with two rushing touchdowns in this game as well. And wide receiver Braxton Berrios with a rushing touchdown as well. So the Jets team came into this one, was able to uh, take a advantage of this very injured Miami Dolphins team as they were able to continue just to add on points left and right in this one to help them pick up the win and beat the Miami Dolphins. And for the Green Bay Packers, they suffered a very upset loss in London to another New York team, the Giants, 27-22. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers, throwing for 222 yards, two touchdowns in that one. What is he for Randall Cobb, seven receptions for 99 yards gonna make Aaron Jones, 63 yards rushing in the game, and wide receiver Alan Lazard and tight end Mercedes Lewis each with a touchdown in that one. But the Packers over in London just seemed like they could not get the things going. The defense for some reason could not stop that Giants offense. Uh, they were able to get take advantage of the field position and get upfield. Uh, then also just Rodgers seemed like his only receiver he could really go to throughout the entire game was Cobb for yards. Uh, again, an issue that the Packers have to figure out here at some point this season if they're going to even be a contender for the playoffs at all. But uh, that continues to be an issue of who is going to be the main weapons for the Packers. Of course, Rodgers is familiar with Cobbs being an old team in his. But Cobbs being the age that he is, he cannot be an impact player for this team every week. It's just not possible, I feel like. So if he is an impact player every week, I think the Packers will be in some trouble this season. Uh, but this one, it could be interesting. This could be another interesting game. But with the Packers being at home, I don't see them losing that one. I think the Packers win this one. Aaron Rodgers, I think, will have a good enough game to... Get some separation on this Giants team. I think this game could be, again, a lot closer than a lot of people expect it to be. This could be a touchdown game at the very end. Uh it depends, again, how they're going to stop Brees Hollis. I think he's becoming the X-factor for this Giants offense. But I do believe the Packers will do enough to win in this game. Uh wouldn't be surprised to see Aaron Rodgers uh, is heated, especially killing against another New York team back-to-back weeks after suffering a loss to one. Uh, in this one, so I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers ends up getting three touchdowns in this one or something like that. Uh, but I do believe the Packers pick up the win in this one, and they will move to four two on the season. Next, we have a battle in the AFC South as the Jacksonville Jaguars take on at no, Jacksonville Jaguars at two and three. I should mention will take on the Indianapolis Colts at two two and one. Last week, the Jaguars suffered a devastating loss to the Texans, thirteen to six. Quarterback Trevor Lawrence struggled last week, only throwing for 286 yards and two touchdowns. Wide receiver Marvin Jones Jr. Led the way receiving with seven receptions for 104 yards. Running back Travis Etienne leading the backfield with 71 yards rushing. And tight end Evan Ingram with six receptions for 69 yards. So again, a Jacksonville team that looked very promising the first three weeks of the season. Now these last two weeks, uh, tight end taking a step back a little bit, especially a loss to the Texans, which was very surprising. Uh, Trevor Lawrence did not, was not comfortable in that game at all. I don't know what was up with him in that one. Uh, but he's looking to try to bounce back with his Jaguars team now, going against another AFC South team, as they will play the Colts, who ended up beating the Broncos on that awful, awful, horrible to watch. Saturday Night Football game, 12-9, as I like to call it, the soccer game. And that one has all the points, were scored off field goals. Quarterback Matt Ryan in that one, 251 yards, passing two interceptions, was also sacked six times. Wide receiver Alec Pierce, with 88 receptions for 81 yards, running back uh, Dion Jackson 62 yards running in that one. Of course, filling in for Hines and who got injured in that game, and also filling in for Jonathan Taylor who was also out for that game with an injury that happened the week before. Uh, so we'll see who the starting right back with this one. will be if it will be Hines or if someone else will be filling in. Wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. had five receptions of 59 yards in the game. Victor Chase McLaughlin. He had all the points for the Colts in this one as he went 4 for 4 on field goals. Uh, Now in this one, again, this will probably be another game that comes down to the wire. Uh, Two divisional teams going against each other. Uh, I I honestly don't know who I want to go with this one. Last week, uh, just both teams last week had good defense. I think we admit that for the Colts-Broncos game. Both defenses were pretty good. Uh, This one could be another interesting one to see who will win. The way the Jaguars have played last week, it's hard to pick them. I would have picked them if it was any of the first four games of the year. Well, last week they struggled. I think I'm gonna go with the Colts on the road in this one. At home in this one. I they got this is gonna be another game that's gonna come down to the the wire, in my opinion. I think the Colts defense is just gonna be able to stop Trevor Lawrence here once again. Again, the key again, key thing to this off is just not turn the ball over. As long as Matt Ryan has turned the ball over. I think this team will be fine. Of course, the offensive line can help them a little bit. He see sacked six times. I don't know. He just, he was getting hit quite a bit. So maybe he was getting happy feet in the pocket. Another key thing for this Colts team is, is Jonathan Taylor going to be back for them? Uh, That's will something we'll have to watch. If not, is, yeah, keep Nix going to be back for them? Another thing to keep an eye out as well. So we'll see what's up with this Colts team. I believe Jonathan Taylor will probably be back. I think they just kept him out last week just for safety measurements. Uh, but I think the Colts will pick up the win in this one at home. They will beat their rival, the Jaguars, and they will move to 3-2-1 on the season, Try to inch up with the Titans who are on the bye week this week. Next, we have the 4-1 uh, Minnesota Vikings taking on the 3-2 Miami Dolphins. Last week, Minnesota was able to beat the Chicago Bears 29-22. Wide receiver Justin Jefferson having a huge game, 12 receptions for 154 yards in that one. Quarterback Kirk Cousins throwing 32 for 41 for 296 yards. One touchdown. Did have an interception, but they also had a rushing touchdown in that game as well. And running back Delvin Cook leading the backfield with 94 yards and two touchdowns in the game. So the Vikings have had this game. A lot closer than I thought it, would be, but the Bears look like they stepped a little bit up a little bit this week. But they were able to get a, to get a big interception at the end of the game. To lock up the game for the Vikings. So able to hold on to the NFC North rival last week. Uh, but for the Miami Dolphins. They suffered a loss to AFC East rival New York Jets. 40-17. to Running back Raheem Mostert. Led the backfield 113 yards. And a touchdown. Quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. Did not play too long. As he was out of the game uh, with for concussion protocol, as the NFL players said talked about last week that they wanted the NFL to step up their concussion protocol and exactly what they did, as uh, Teddy Bridgewater did end up passing the concussion test last week, but due to the new rule adding uh, ataxia, which is uh, improper balance or condition, uh, coordination, according to Mayo Clinic, to the no-go list, and from what the ATC spotters saw, he was ruled out of the game, and is, from the sounds of it, he might be out this week as well as quarterback Skylar Thompson, the rookie, came in for him last week. He went 100 through for 166 yards and an interception, and it sounds like he will be getting the start this week for the Miami Dolphins. So another rookie quarterback will be getting a start this year, so we'll see what he will be able to do. Uh, possibly be able to do if he is starting. That is just what the word is right now. But it sounds like Thompson will be getting the go against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, wide receiver Tyreek Hill had seven receptions for 47 yards in this one. But some more bad news for the Dolphins as Tyreek Hill was wearing a boot after the game. There has been no word on his condition as of right now. So we'll have to wait and see if he will be able to go on Sunday. Uh, tight end Durham uh, S- Smith. And uh, one rushing touchdown in this game as well. And wide receiver Jalen Waddle, three receptions for 23 yards in the game. So another bad game for Waddle as well. Uh, but in this one, I'm going to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, this Miami team's just starting to look more banged up as the weeks go on. They're probably excited we get to their bye week, which I don't believe I know. I think that's coming up sooner than later. I believe. I think it's might be next week. Let me. I'll double check on that one as I'm talking here. But the Vikings team, this offense has looks. Seems like they got things clicking. The defense is on and off. It seems like. So we we'll have to see what is going on with them. Uh Miami's de- a week by week until week eleven. So they actually do have some time for their bye week. So this uh, banged up Dolphins team, I think, is going to be uh needing some help, and maybe that uh Miami Sun might be some help if they use that that advantage for them again. Like they did a couple weeks ago, it seemed like against the Bills. Uh, but. I think the Vikings come to this one. They'll pick up the win. I think this will at least be a 10-point win. I don't expect Thompson to do anything too crazy in this game to help this Miami team win. It's going to be a lot on Mostert, it seems like, like it was last week. But, again, at least you have some time to prepare this week, Thompson. But, again, I believe the Minnesota Vikings win this one on the road and move to 5-1 and one on the season. Next, we have another pair of 2-3 and three teams going head-to-head as the Cincinnati Bengals take on the New Orleans Saints. 20 uh and excuse me in the uh Cincinnati Bengals game they lost to the Ravens 19 to 17 quarterback Joe Burrow threw him for 217 yards one touchdown one interception, and also adding a rushing touchdown right back Joe Mixon 78 yards in that game tight end Hayden Hurst six receptions for 53 yards and a touchdown wide receiver Jamar Chase seven receptions for 50 yards and wide receiver T Higgins got zero targets in the game and that is because he suffered an injury uh, questions. will be interested to see if he will be ready to go uh, this week as well. If I remember the right, I believe that was an ankle injury. Another thing I did not look fully into. I can check that up right now. As T. Higgins is currently out with uh, it is a day day of ankle sprain. So yes, it is an ankle injury that kept him out for the remainder of that game. So we we'll to see if he will be okay uh, coming into Sunday. But again, the Bengals suffering a big loss to the Ravens. And That was a battle for the AFC North lead. So the bagel, uh, Bengals trying to look to bounce back here against a Saints team that was looked pretty good on offense last week as they were able to beat the Seattle Seahawks 39-32. Uh, to Tight end or quarterback, wide receiver, running back, whatever you want to call him, Tyson Hill, ran for 112 yards in this game and three touchdowns. And the reason I mentioned quarterback as well is this guy also threw for a passing touchdown in this one as well we back, Alvin Kamara, being a big factor in this game as well. 103 yards rushing. Also had six receptions for 91 yards. Did have a fumble loss in this one. But overall, great game for Kamara as well. As quarterback Andy Dalton going for 187 yards passing, one touchdown and one interception. Wide receiver Chris Olave had four receptions for 54 yards and a touchdown. He ended up also getting hurt in this game, so we'll see uh, if his injury lingers into this game as well. Tedum Adam Trotman with a touchdown in this game. And deep end Cameron Jordan. With a hundred one point five sacks in the game. Uh but Seattle in this one again in a high scoring game, uh back and forth game between these two, but with Hill and Kamara, they were able to pull away and help them pick up the win in this one. So again, uh know another thing to keep an eye on this week is James Winston can possibly gonna be back at all. But well, I don't believe how long he will be out for. Uh also we to see uh, what is gonna happen, what this team's gonna look like as his defense continuing to struggle and this is probably another bad team for this defense to go against because they're probably going to need another High-scoring game if they're gonna be able to compete with this Bengals team because I'm expecting them to put up points in this one uh, Again, this one will probably be a little bit high-scoring, but I believe the Bengals will pick up, will pick up the win in this one on the road uh, I believe the Bengals will probably this one by seven. I think Joe Burrow will have a big game in this one uh, I'm not surprised if Joe Mixon has a good game as well uh, But either way, I think the Bengals just have too much for this uh, Saints team to handle Uh, They're going to need some trickery from Hill if they're going to be able to uh, compete in this one, in my opinion. Uh, But I do have the Bengals picking up the win in this one and moving to 3-3 on the season. Next, we have uh, the 3-2 Baltimore Ravens taking on the, very surprisingly, 4-1 New York football Giants. As last week, Baltimore was able to pick up a big win against the Bengals, 19-17. end Mark Andrews leading the way, 8 receptions for 89 yards and a touchdown. Quarterback Lamar Jackson throwing for 174 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and also at 58 yards rushing. Wide receiver Devin Duvernay, five receptions, 54 yards. And kicker Justin Tucker doing a lot of work in this game, but went four for four in the game and also hitting the game winner. This game also snaps a franchise record five-game losing streak at home. Uh, shocking this team had five straight losses at home, but that is all in history now, as they have got back to their winning ways uh, at the home stadium. Uh, But in this one, it was an offensive struggle, it seems like, for times for both teams in this game. Uh, But Justin Tucker being the guy, he is helping them get the win in this one. They were able to get downfield, just could not capitalize on the field position as the Ravens were able to kick the field goals to win this one as they, again, now take the AFC North lead. And for the New York Giants, they're trying to keep up with the Philadelphia Eagles and Dallas Cowboys, and they are doing that last week by beating the Green Bay Packers 27-22 over in London. Quarterback Daniel Jones beat up... Hand was bloody, but he kept going. Went 21 for 27 for 217 yards. What a receiver, Darius Slayton, six receptions for 79 yards. Running back, Shaqlon Barkley, uh, seven receptions for one touchdown. And running back, Gary Brightwell and tight end, Daniel Bellinger, each had a rushing touchdown in that game as well. Uh, But this, uh, for the Giants, the defense has been the impressive part. They've been able to keep this team in games. Daniel Jones also not turning the ball over, I think, has been a huge thing. But this team is doing a a very good job. Uh, Barkley, him being back to prime shape, is always a good thing as well. Taking some eyes off Daniel Jones for a little bit here, leaving him less pressure. But Daniel Jones showed he has heart for this team. He did everything he could to help this team win, and that is exactly what happened. Again, credit to the defense as well, being able to contain this Packers team. Uh, But they had their test this week with the Baltimore Ravens. So the Giants are at home for this one. They're looking to... Yeah, have that home field advantage to see if they can pick up the win in this one. Uh, this could be interesting. If Barkley has a big game, this game will be definitely interesting. But overall, it's hard to go against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, this team has been pretty good. Yes, I'm interested to see how this Ravens team is going to do against this Giants defense. So this is the true test for this Giants team. But I think this Baltimore Ravens, just the way they've been playing this year, it's hard to go against them. Uh, especially uh, going against a Giants team who were are proving themselves right now but I am fully not convinced that they are as good as they seem they are but this is a big game to prove that the Giants are what they need to be I will say this is gonna be a close game because I think they are improving this team but I had the Ravens winning this one again this will be a close game I'll say a seven point game this will be what the Ravens will pick up the win and move to four and two on the season. And our final 1 o'clock game uh, to talk about will be the 3-2 Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the 1-4 Pittsburgh Steelers. Last week, Tampa Bay was able to beat the Falcons 21-15. Quarterback Tom Brady thrown for 351 yards and one touchdown. Quarterback Leonard Fournette, 10 receptions for 83 yards and a touchdown. Also, he had 56 rushing yards and a touchdown as well. Uh, wide receiver Mike Evans, 4 receptions for 81 yards. And wide receiver Chris Godwin, 6 receptions for 61 yards. The Tampa Bay team, again, a team we expect to do a lot on offense. They also have a pretty good defense, even though they got beat up a the week prior to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, But again, only putting up 21 points aside is kind of surprising, especially looking at these stats that they had yardage-wise. So uh, it seems like a lot of things just did not go Tampa Bay's way in this game. Uh, Again, a team that just seems like they don't have things cooking fully yet. I think, again, usually the Tom Brady teams, it's a case it seems like. Beginning of the year, this team trying to figure everything out, and as the season goes on, they get better and better. So again, not surprised this team doesn't have things fully clicking to begin the season, but would not be surprised if things are going good at the end. Uh, but again, Bay team, I think that is still trying to figure some things out. Uh, another team is trying to figure some things out is the Pittsburgh Steelers as they suffered a loss last week to the Bills, 38 to three. One thing they're trying to figure out is. How Pickett's going to do Justice quarterback, Kenny Pickett, making his first career start in the NFL, the top quarterback taken in the NFL draft this year, and the only quarterback taken in the first round. Uh, Pickett went through for 327 yards and an interception in this one. So not a horrible game for Pickett, but again, uh, not being able to get downfield and score was an issue for them. Uh, but Kenny Pickett, again, a rookie, not expecting too much from him. Wide receiver George Pickens, the other rookie for the Steelers, Once had six receptions for 83 yards wide receiver Dante Johnson, Deontay Johnson, I should say, excuse me, five receptions for 60 yards, and wide receiver Chase Claypool, five receptions for 50 yards. Again, a Pittsburgh team trying to figure things out, trying to get Teddy Pickett uh, some time under center now, get him used to NFL game mode, uh, the speed of the game, so we'll see how long it'll take him to get kind of adjusted to everything, and if if he can adjust to everything, again, a rookie, don't expect too much from him. Uh, But in this one, I'm easily going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, this team should probably win by 14, in my opinion. Uh, this should be a pretty good game for Tom Brady and company. I would not be surprised if they, if they have a big game on offense. Uh, but hopefully, the Steelers team can uh, give a little bit more fight in this one than, instead of what they did with the Bills, uh, losing by 35 in that one. But I do still have Bay winning this one on the road in Pittsburgh. Uh, and I think this will probably be a, maybe a two touchdown game, depending on how the Steelers team will uh, take last week's loss. But either way, I have Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning this one against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now we have to our 4 p.m. games on the day, as we'll start off with the 1-4 Carolina Panthers taking on the 2-3 Los Angeles Rams, two teams that I did not expect to be where they are at this point in the season. Uh, Carolina Panthers last week losing to the 49ers, 37-15. Quarterback Baker, Mia Field, uh throwing for 215 yards, interception and in four sacks. He ended up leaving the game late with a uh, with a high ankle sprain. Uh, so it looks like he might be out coming this week. So that will leave quarterback P.J. Walker as the starter for this uh, Panthers team from the looks of it. Uh, so P.J. Walker having a couple games started, I believe it was last year, he started a few games. Not again, another quarterback that did not look too great for this team. But we'll see what he'll be able to do this week against this Rams defense, which is a very scary defense to go against. Uh, Leading receiver this one was wide receiver Shee Smith. Uh, he had four receptions for 69 yards. Uh, wide receiver DJ Moore also had four receptions for 59 yards. Running back Christian McCaffrey 54 yards rushing and a touchdown. Also had seven receptions for 50 yards. And also big news for Carolina as well at the head coaching position as they have fired Matt Rill after the one and four start. That is according to Fox Sports. Uh, in his career, he's 11 and 27 in his three seasons with the Panthers. So that left Baylor after having a big season of Baylor to come to the NFL. Could not get it done in the NFL as now he is going to be looking for another job. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to college football here once again. But Carolina Panthers have fired their head coach, Matt Rule. We'll see if that makes any changes to this team as well as this Panthers team. Just seemed like they have been struggling everywhere uh, on this team. So we'll see if our head coaching change will make a difference. Uh, another team, again, like I mentioned, the Rams are also struggling this year as they lost to the Cowboys last week 22 10. Quarterback Matthew Stafford, throwing for 308 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Also sacked five times and lost two fumbles in that game as well. So, three big turnovers by Stafford. Wide receiver Cooper Cup, seven receptions for 125 yards and a touchdown. Wide receiver Tutu Atwell with a one reception for 54 yards. And running back Cam Akers leading the backfield of only 33 yards. So, this offense for the Rams. Cannot get anything going. It just seems like it's Cooper Cup or nobody at points. So that is a big issue. Stafford keeps on turning the ball over, which is another major issue. Uh, Allen Robinson just is a no-show, it seems like. He gets catches. like He got three catches this week. I think only by, like 12 yards or something like that. Again, a, a guy who all of us expected to have had a big year with the Rams. Just not doing anything. So just a lot of things to figure out for this Rams team but they are going to be the better team in this one against the Panthers, as I believe they will pick up the win. Uh, with P.J. Walker coming in, as quarterback situation just getting more difficult for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I expect them to beat up on this Carolina offense. Uh, I don't know how, I don't think this Rams, uh, Panthers defense is that good either. So Stafford should have a good game in this one, uh, which means Cooper Couple probably have a good game, really good game if that's the case. Uh, but either way in this one, I'm going to go with the Rams picking up a pretty convincing win in this one against the Panthers. This will be a, probably going to be surprised if there's a two touchdown win as well, but the Rams win the oldness, win this one and move to three and three on the season. Next, we have another pair of two and three teams and a pair of birds going head to head as the Arizona Cardinals will take on the Seattle Seahawks. Last week, the Cardinals suffered a loss to the Eagles 20 to 17. Quarterback Kyler Murray in this one, 250 yards Passing one touchdown, one interception. Wide receiver Marquise Brown eight receptions for 78 yards and a touchdown. Wide receiver Randall Moore seven receptions for 68 yards. Running back James Conner ran for 55 yards, but he ended up getting knocked out of the game with a rib injury. So a big loss, and they lost a lot of running backs this week. Apparently, in, in the uh, Carolina I mean, excuse me uh, Cardinals backfield, being uh, I think the only running back available on the roster that was healthy coming in this week is Eno Benjamin, who had a touchdown in last week's game. But a devastating loss for the Arizona Cardinals. Again, that was very close to the very end, but it came down to a missed field goal for the the Cardinals as they ended up missing the last one as it went right no good. As I believe it was only a 43-yarder, 40, I think it was. Let me double-check that one quick. It was a... 43-yard field goal they end up missing at the end of the game to possibly tie it and send this game to overtime. But we're not able to do it as the Cardinals take a big loss, possibly had a chance to give the Eagles their first loss of the season, but just could not do it. And for the Seahawks, they suffered a loss last week to the Saints, 39-32. to Quarterback Geno Smith, 260 yards rushing and three touchdowns. What receiver for Tyler Lockett, again, having a big day. Five receptions for 104 yards and two touchdowns. But he's a lot, uh, excuse me, D.K. Metcalf with five receptions for 88 yards and a touchdown. Rookie running back Kenneth Walker the third having a good game, with 88 yards rushing and a touchdown. And we'll be seeing a lot more of him probably in the future. That is because running back Rashad Penny, who had 54 yards rushing this game, but will be out for the remainder of the season with a fractured fibula. He ended up having surgery on that according to NFL Network. So he will be out for the season, which means the backfield is Kenneth Walker's alone now. So we'll see what he'll be able to do for the Seattle Seahawks team. Uh, but in this one, I am, ugh. Again, this game could be another close one. I feel like it could be another high scoring one as well. With the way the Seattle Seahawks defense has been playing recently. Uh, but the offense again playing well as well. But I'm probably gonna go with what I believe is the better team in this one and that's going to be the Arizona Cardinals. I think the Cardinals defense will do just enough. I think just enough to beat the Seattle's team on the road. Uh, they get a battle in the NFC West, and this one I should mention as well. So again, usually it's divisional game; it's usually a closer game. Than a lot of people expect could be an upset as well. Possibly, I think this game is going to be very close. I think this could be a three-point game at the end, but I am going to go with the Arizona Cardinals on the road. I think Kyler Murray will be able to do pretty good against this Seattle defense. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if Brown has a big game in this one as well. But I have the Arizona Cardinals picking up the win in this one as. They should move to three and three on the season. Next, we probably have our game of the week and a game I'm excited to see this week, as this could be a preview of the AFC Championship game in the playoffs, as the four and one Buffalo Bills take on the four and one Kansas City Chiefs. Fireworks about to go off in this one, as last week the Bills were able to beat the Steelers 38-3. Quarterback Josh Allen threw for 424 yards, four touchdowns. didn't have interceptions, though, but he did run for 42 yards as well, leading the backfield. A wide receiver Gabe Davis having almost random all site numbers in this one. Three receptions, 171 yards, and two touchdowns. Huge game for Davis, as he has come back from injury this week, so... So you can see the Bills are happy to have him back. Wide receiver Stefan Diggs, eight receptions, 102 yards, and a touchdown. Wide receiver Khalid Shakir with three receptions for 75 yards and a touchdown. So a no-name guy having a big game for the Bills as well. And running back James Cook having a rushing touchdown this game as well. But the Bills having a big game last week. uh, Looking good in that one as they were able to, after beating the Ravens a week prior, the comeback of this one, beat up on the Steelers as now they're ready for... Probably their biggest test of the season against the what, in my opinion, could be considered the best team in the NFL right now, the Kansas City Chiefs, even though they were in a close one last week with division rival Ra- the Raiders uh, winning that one 30-29, to and Travis Kelsey having a weird game this one as well, as he had seven receptions for only 25 yards, but here's the big thing. He had four touchdowns in the game. Four. It's incredible for only having 25 yards, but... Travis Kelsey having a huge day in that one. Quarterback Paxton Home suing for 292 yards and four touchdowns as well. So I every mean, one of his touchdown passes going right to his favorite receiver, tight end, Travis Kelsey. Wide receiver Marquez Vandell stantling six receptions for 90 yards. Wide receiver Miko Hardman, four receptions for 73 yards. Or that, Jerick McKinnon, 53 yards rushing the, the backfield. But again, I expect Farwick to go off in this game. I'm expecting a high scoring game in this one. Both these teams better be over 28 points, it seems like. I'm expect- not expecting a lot of defense, but two, the two best quarterbacks probably in the NFL right now. Allen and Mahomes going head-to-head. Always excited to see these two go at it. Uh, this will be a very, 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 very interesting game. Uh, question is what how their injury is going to affect this Bills team. Are a lot of those defensive injuries going to be back this week? Uh, a lot of questions on that side. And because of that... I am going to go with the Travis, uh, Kansas City Chiefs in this one. I'm going to say Travis City Chiefs for what uh, Travis Kelsey did last week. But the Chiefs, I think, are going to win this one. I think this is going to be a very, very close game. This game will come down the wire. But like I mentioned, this is going to be a high-scoring game in my opinion. So if you have anybody (laughs) a part of these two teams in this one uh, and your fantasy team, I would definitely play them. Uh, I'm expecting both quarterbacks to be over 300 yards easily in this one. Uh, we'll see how the winding games do, but I believe this is going to be a pass happy game. Uh, this would be could possibly be a game of the year candidate if it goes anything like we think it's going to go. But in this one, I have the Chiefs winning mainly because they're at home. This was in Buffalo. This might be a whole different story. But I do have the Chiefs winning. Uh, what could is possibly going to be a shootout? In uh, the Chiefs, will, again, I think this game is going to be over probably 28 points eas- easily for both these teams. I wouldn't be surprised if both teams at 35 points. But anyway, Chiefs win. They move to five and one on the season, and take. I think I believe that would help them take the top spot alone in the AFC. I'm not 100 sure on that one. Don't quote me on that one. But they will take the tops. Uh, continue to remain at least on the top spot with the five and one record on the season. Now let's head over to Sunday Night Football, where we have another huge game on the week as a battle for the. Uh, NFC East as the 4-1 Dallas Cowboys take on the only undefeated team remaining in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles. As last week, Dallas was able to pick up a big win against the Rams, 22-10. Led by their running backs, this running back Tony Pollard, 86 yards rushing and a touchdown. Running back Ezekiel Elliott, 78 yards rushing in that one. Cooper Cutch just sat back, relaxed, and pretty much watched this one as he only threw for 102 yards in this game. Uh, half those yards going to wide receiver C.D. Lambwood, five receptions for 53 yards. And kicker Brett Mayer, 3-3 uh, three three on field goals in that one to help the uh, D- uh, Dallas pick up the win in the game. And for, uh, again, can you talk about Dallas here Actually, before we go to the Eagles? Uh, Dallas, once again, showing their defense as probably the top defense in the NFL. Uh, Again, they're one of two teams in the NFL to not allow over 20 points in a game. And I also believe I read something else from Fox, I think it was, that they are the only, yes, it is from Fox Sports. That said, the Dallas Cowboys are the only team not to allow multiple touchdowns in a game this season. So, this Dallas defense is on fire to begin this season. And they'll be, need to be to go against this Philadelphia Eagles team. As last week, they were able just able to hang on to beat the Cardinals 20 to 17, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, Cardinals missed a field goal at the regulation to help the Eagles pick up the victory and instead of saying it to overtime. Quarterback Jalen Hurts thrown for only 239 yards passing. But did run for 61 yards and had two touchdowns on the ground. Tight end Dallas Goddard, his main receiver in this one. Eight receptions for 95 yards. Or 0 Devontae Smith, 10 receptions in this one for 87 yards. Running back Miles Sanders rushing for only 58 in this one. But uh, Having a slow game against the Cardinals was A.J. Brown with three receptions for 32 yards. But the Eagles, again, remain to be the undefeated team, only undefeated team left in the NFL. They were able to pick up a close game against a pretty... Good team, I would say, in the Cardinals. Oh, there will be a better one Hopkins comes back, of course, which I believe that is next week. DeAndre Hopkins is allowed back. I think he'll have six-game suspension will be over after this coming week. So that'll be a huge for this Cardinals team, especially for Kyler Murray, who loves going to Hopkins as much as he can. Uh, but let's get back to this one. This is going to be a major game. Uh, Cooper Rush is expected again to, to play in this one as well, I should mention. Uh, is there, the way the Cowboys are playing, why Rush to get... That press got in there. Let him get 200% let Cooper Rush do what he needs to do uh, But in this one This will be very interesting as this will be pretty much a battle between the Eagles offense uh, versus the Dallas Cowboys defense But in this one, uh, I'm going to go with the Eagles at home. I just feel like this offense is just gonna really do enough to beat them uh, I think uh, Cooper Rush might be in a little bit of a rut struggle in this one, as much as I don't want to say that, because I am also a Chippewa. I uh, love seeing him play quarterback. It's been awesome to see him do what he's been able to do. Uh, Starting off his career 5-0 and oh for the, as a Dallas Cowboy. Uh, but I just feel like he's going to have his first true test in this one. His first true test might be an issue. Yes, he was able to withstand the Rams' defense. But in this one, I just feel like the Car- Eagles are going to be do just enough. I think this will come down to the white in this one as well. But I see the Eagles winning this one. This might be a low-scoring game for those out there. I wouldn't be surprised if this game entered 17-13 or 17-16, something like that. But I do have the Eagles picking up the win on the, at home in this one. Uh, and they will move and remain the only undefeated team on the season at 6-0. and then we'll wrap up week six in the NFL with Monday Night Football as we have a battle in the AFC West once again on Monday Night Football as last week was the Chiefs and Raiders. This week we have the 2-3 Denver Broncos versus the 3-2 Las- Los Angeles Chargers. I know a lot of people are very upset they have to watch another Denver game with uh, the way they have played. As I think this is their fourth primetime game in the season, so in six weeks they have had four primetime games. Uh, pretty crazy, honestly. But we'll see what is going to be happening here. But let's uh, we'll talk about the game last week for the Broncos. As last week on Thursday Night Football, they lost to the Colts 12 9. Uh, again, very sad game to watch in that one. Quarterback Russell Wilson thrown for 274 yards, two interceptions. Of that one is also sacked four times. It also came out this after that game that John Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson suffered a partly torn lat near his right shoulder versus the Raiders. So a couple weeks ago, that is according to Admiral Scheffler in ESPN. So, I don't know what kind of treatment you need for that, but I think a torn lat, you might need some time to rest. So, we'll see what that leads to for Russell Wilson. Uh, We'll see if he continues to play through that or if there's something recovery he has to do or something like that. Uh, Again, we'll have to wait and see what the word is on that one. Uh, Wide receiver Cortland Sutton's leading the receiving for the team. Five receptions for 74 yards. Running back Melvin Gordon 54 yards rushing in the game. Uh, Wide receiver Jerry Judy, three receptions for 53 yards. Kicker Brandon McManus, three for four on field goals in the game. And safety... Uh, condemn, uh Stearns two interceptions in this one. Uh, so a good game for him on the defensive side at least. But the, the Broncos still suffer the loss in this one. And it just seems like the offense can get in the red zone, but they just can't capitalize once they get there. It's just been an issue while this is for this Broncos team. Uh, defense is very good. The defense is doing their job. As you can see, they only forced four field goals in the game. Three in the regulation and one in overtime. But this offense is just not where it should be. Uh, but we'll see what will happen this week. Maybe they'll get some things turned around. But they'll be going against a uh, division rival, the Los Angeles Chargers. They were able to pick up a win last week against the Browns, 30-28, as they survived a last-second field goal that was missed by the Browns. Uh, this one, Austin Eckler, had a huge game on the ground. 173 yards and one touchdown. Also added a receiving touchdown as well. Right here, so Mike Williams having a big game, 10 receptions for 134 Yards in that one. Uh, Quarterback Justin Herbert, 228 yards passing, one touchdown. Running back, uh, excuse me, wide receiver Jonathan Jonathan, Joshua Kelly at a touchdown in that one. And kicker Tyler uh, Bertoulet, Bertoulet, excuse me, three had one for three, three for three on field goals in this game. My throat is starting to kill me from talking too much. Uh, But Cleveland was, uh, who's that, Cleveland? Chargers were able to hang in in that one. Uh, A good game. Again, Austin Eckler showing how elite of a running back he was. A few people I know actually took him uh, higher in the draft than a few other people they should have in fantasy football. You can see why now, as I believe he is now the number one running back in fantasy football in many categories. So uh, good to see Austin Eckler having a great season. As we'll see how this team is going to continue to advance as things go on. As We wait to see what's gonna happen here with Keenan Allen as well as he's been out for the Chargers now for a couple weeks We'll see if he'll be back for this Monday night football game But Mike Williams has been doing a good job filling for him having another big game last week So we'll see what this Chargers team will be able to do against this Denver defense uh, should be interesting But in this one, I'm gonna go with the Chargers. Uh, they are obviously the better team I think this will be again interesting to watch this Chargers offense against that Denver defense who will look very good so far this year but the issue is just that Denver offense, they have looked awful. Uh, they might maybe make a step improvement this week because Chargers defense isn't as good as that Colts defense was, so maybe they'll get some more points on the board this week. I expect this to be a 7-point win for the Chargers, but I do believe they win this battle in the AFC West as they will move to 4-2 on the season. Now a couple of news coming out of the NFL before we head out on this show. Uh, first, we'll talk about the ret- uh, retirement happening last week as Ty- uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Cole Beasley says he is done playing football. That is according to sleeper. Uh, according to his- in his career, he had 11 seasons playing for the Cowboys, Bills, and the Bucks, which only for a couple games for the Bucks. But in those 11 years, he had 554 receptions, 5,726 yards, and 34 touchdowns. I uh, don't expect him to be in the Hall of Fame at all. Don't worry about that one, but a uh, good career for Cole Beasley. Uh congratulations on his retirement. Hopefully he has a great retirement and enjoys it. Uh but again, Cole Beasley announcing his retirement from the NFL. And also another thing that was mentioned, the NFL commissioner Roger Goodell said on Saturday before the London game, there's no question that London could support not just one franchise, but I think two. So is there a possibility we might be getting some expansion here over in London? We'll have to wait and see, but I'm okay with that. I think it's cool. I think it's a NFL's been doing an amazing job spreading the games out across the world. Kind of letting people see what football actually is here in America. Uh, the crowds in London were absolutely fantastic the last couple weeks. They definitely deserve a team, uh, especially getting two great games like they got here. I think it's been fun to see, but we'll have to wait and see if any teams will be added. If they add two teams, I'll be surprised they add two more as well. Maybe we'll have a whole division over in Europe. I think that'd be cool. They are going to Germany here for the uh international game here at some point. They also have a game in Mexico city later on this year. So a lot of, uh, interesting things that might be happening here in the NFL in the future. Could the NFL be going global? That's one thing. We'll just have to wait and see, but if they do, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens here in the next five to 10 years of anything. Uh, of course it takes some time to develop an NFL team. So we'll have to wait and see what the plans are. Could be for that one. Uh, but again, I would be happy as hell to see teams uh, go across the world. Uh, again, get more recognition of the game, get the game more popular. I think it's always good for the sport. And hell, it'd be fun to go over to London and go watch an NFL game and see a franchise up there, in my opinion, too, or anywhere else in Europe. I think that'd be awesome to go do. Uh, But again, we'll have to wait and see what the plans are for that one. But one thing I want to end the show with, and that is something I talked about a little bit earlier, as I add a, a new segment to end of these shows, I'm going to call it Cold Challenge. Uh, and the one thing I'm going to be challenging the NFL here this week is on the roughing the passer calls. I did not mention the second one. I completely forgot to mention that one. Uh, that one was against the Las Vegas Raiders and Kansas City Chiefs game. Uh, we seen Derek Carr get sacked in that one. A normal sack, in my opinion, but there was a roughing the passer call on that one. It was because Chris Jones used all his body weight Onto to Derek Carr when he landed on him, which, again, I don't know what else he could have done if you watched that play. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. We also mentioned the one with Tom Brady as well, as he was just thrown to the ground like any other quarterback would be, and they got a penalty for that one. So, again, I, it makes no sense. I, I still don't know if something happened. Recently. I know if the concussion's going on, maybe Russell thinking, all right, got to protect these quarterbacks more. we got to do something to make sure they don't take any hard hits. Which, again, giving more protection to the quarterback, which they do not need. Quarterbacks are already pecking and necking enough to begin with. We don't need to see more of that. We, I mean, I get it. They're trying to protect them. They're the keys to the game. And we've already seen right now a lot of quarterbacks are going off injuries even right now as we have Tua and uh, Bridgewater both out right now with concussions. Uh, we have other quarterbacks getting hurt right now. It seems like it's been a very injury-prone year for a lot of players, at least in my opinion. It seems like a lot of people are getting hurt this year. Uh, compared to usual I don't know why that would be especially being this early in the season you would expect that later on in the season so it makes you kind of wonder what's gonna happen later on in the season if there's injuries happening right now but either way uh, the NFL needs to figure something out with this roughing the passer penalties like, this can't happen it's ruining games it costs the uh the Falcons in that game uh allowed Buccaneers to win that one It didn't cost the Chiefs in that game but it did give the Raiders an opportunity to get points on the board I believe if I remember correctly. Uh, on that drive, uh, but either way, the NFL is actually planning to discuss it this week, according to ESPN. So I'm glad to hear that the NFL is taking this seriously, saying, "All right, we need to talk to the refs. We got to figure out what a call for ref in the passer is." As the ref for the in the Chiefs-Raiders uh, game said that they he was just following the rules when he ca- called that penalty, even though the fans didn't like it. And I think that was a horrible call as well, but again, he was doing what he was told to do. And that was a penalty in his mind, but this week, hopefully, the NFL talks to the refs, gets something figured out to where what a penalty, ref in the passer penalty, actually is, and we can pull. Hopefully, move past this and not have to worry about talking about this anymore. The remainder of the season and in the future. Now, again, we'll get bad. We get bad calls from time to time. We've we've seen quite a few bad calls in the NFL this year, I think, as well. Uh, again, that's just a human element to the game. Uh, again, I won't. Fully throw shades at the refs. They're humans. They make mistakes. They see things uh, sometimes that they may have just missed, or something happened. Who knows? But either way, they are humans. I get. I'm not gonna put the full blame on them. But with calls like this, that look pretty obvious, they should not. These should not be penalties. Uh, and hopefully, the NFL makes this change some changes to that as well. But again, that is week six in the NFL. Uh, again, a lot of great games happening uh, this week, especially in the nightcap. At 4 in the 4 o'clock games, the Bills versus Chiefs. Oh, I'm so excited to watch that one. Can't wait to see what that game's going to turn out to look like. But that is going to be, again, a shootout, in my opinion, in Kansas City. We have a battle for not only the NFC East lead, but for possibly a top seed in the NFC. As in this battle in the NFC East, once again, the Cowboys taking on the Eagles. Uh, Eagles remaining, trying to remain undefeated on the season. And just a lot of great action going on in the NFL this week. Can't wait to see what's going to happen. Uh, Ravens-Giants, so I'll be interested to see if the Giants are going to actually be as good as we think they, as they say they are. Uh, will be interesting to figure out how that game will go. I'm even interested to see what this Jets-Packers game could be. Are the Jets for real too as they're at 3-2 and two on the season? And can the Packers bounce back to their winning ways at home? i got a lot of interesting storylines going in this week. Uh, teams again starting to take their bias. Some teams getting their rest as well. But at least we have 14 good games to watch this week in the NFL. Excited to see what's going to happen this week. As Again, some pretty good games to keep an eye on as we get ready for Week 6 in the NFL. But that is all the NFL. i got to talk to you guys here today. Thank you guys for tuning with me. For the latest information on the show, don't forget to follow me on Twitter and like me on Facebook at Cold That is at C-O-L-E. T-A-L-K I know you can Message requests Or topics Like the hero of the show And even tweet with me During the events I love to hear What you guys have to say Also don't forget To subscribe And or follow On the get alerts so when the newest Episodes are released You can subscribe On Spotify Amazon Music Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts And Deezer So make sure you uh, Follow or subscribe To find out When the newest episodes Will be coming out uh, Coming up Later on today, I'll have my NXT, talk about what happened on NXT, WWE's NXT uh, last night. Also on Thursday, we'll be talking about what happened on AEW Dynamite. Saturday, we'll be talking about what happened on WWE SmackDown. Then we roll back to Tuesday, we'll be talking about sports. So we'll be talking about what happened in the MLB playoffs. So that will be underway. We might be getting close to the late. And the end of the AL and, NLBS, and we'll see what teams are advancing, what teams are close to advancing and what games might go to a game 6 or 7 uh, we'll also be talking about what happened in the NFL, the top games from that week, talk about the top games in college football, we'll talk about the first week of the NHL and also the NBA season starting next week, we'll talk a little bit about that and also the first race of the round of 8 in the NASCAR playoffs that has been happening at Las Vegas, we'll talk about that as well so a lot of sports to talk about uh, as we get ready for Tuesday. Also, next Tuesday, we'll be talking about Monday Night Raw, what happened on that show. Then we circle back to Wednesday where next week, we'll be talking about Week 7 of the NFL and all the performances in Week 6 and what games we'll be talking about going into Week 7. But again, keep an eye on all of those uh, shows. Again, subscribe and follow to make sure you can get the updates when those are out. Uh, once again, I am your host, Cole Martins. Thank you guys for tuning with me here today. And you guys all, have a great day.